Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Volkbaum here. Gallium is a rare silvery white element that can pull off one of the coolest parlor tricks on the periodic table. At room temperature, gallium is a shiny metallic solid that resembles pure aluminum. But hold it in your hands for a few minutes, and this solid hunk of metal starts to melt. The melting point of gallium is just 85.6 degrees Fahrenheit, that's 29.8 Celsius, which means that it melts into a mirror-like puddle in your hot little hand. In its liquid form, gallium looks a lot like mercury, but gallium isn't toxic like mercury, so it's safer to handle, though it can stain your skin. But gallium is so much more than fodder for melt-in-your-hand YouTube videos. It's also a key ingredient in LED lights and the go-to semiconductor material for the powerful microchips in your smartphone. 
The only thing stopping gallium from taking over the electronics world is that it's very rare and very expensive compared to silicon. Pure gallium doesn't exist in its shiny elemental form in nature. It needs to be extracted from minerals like bauxite through a multi-step chemical process. According to the U.S. Geological Survey, the abundance of gallium in Earth's crust is a measly 19 parts per million. Silicon, by comparison, is 282,000 parts per million. In the year 1857, a French chemist was the first person to isolate and recognize gallium as a new element. He named it after the Latin name for France, Gallia. But four years before that, Russian chemist Dmitry Mendeleev predicted gallium's existence. Mendeleev, known as the father of the periodic table, saw that there was a gap in the table after aluminum, so he posited that a missing element would share many of the properties of aluminum, but with a different atomic structure. Mendeleev was right, but he couldn't have predicted how gallium's unusual qualities, somewhere between a metal and a non-metal, would make it ideal for modern electronics. Here's another cool and somewhat bizarre fact about gallium. While it melts at the aforementioned hand temperature, it doesn't boil until it reaches over a scorching 4,000 degrees Fahrenheit, or 2,000 degrees Celsius. Its exact boiling point is listed differently in different chemistry texts, and I'm not going to check it personally today, so that's the ballpark. At any rate, this earns gallium the award for maintaining the longest liquid phase of any element. So why is this? For the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks reached out to the American Chemical Society and spoke with Daniel Mendiola, a chemistry professor at the University of Pennsylvania. He said, Gallium is confused. It melts at a low temperature, which is consistent with a light element, but it boils at a very high temperature, which is consistent with a very heavy element. Gallium doesn't know if it wants to be a metal or a non-metal. Gallium's dual personality stems from where it sits on the periodic table among two groups called the metalloids and the post-transition metals. Gallium is next in line after aluminum, but its atoms are far more independent than its shiny foil. Uh, uh. Also, aluminum is more electropositive, a trait of true metals that means it's more apt to release electrons. Like silicon, gallium is a good conductor of electricity, but not a great one. That's what makes both of these metalloids prime candidates for semiconductors, where the flow of electricity needs to be controlled. But using current manufacturing processes, a wafer of gallium arsenide, the most popular gallium-based semiconductor material, is roughly a thousand times more expensive than a silicon wafer because of gallium's rarity. Even though gallium is that much more expensive than silicon, it's become a popular semiconductor material in the latest generations of smartphones. Smartphones communicate with cellular data networks using radio frequency chips, or RF chips. And RF chips made with gallium arsenide give off less heat than silicon and can operate at higher frequency bands, a requirement for 5G networks. A little more than 70% of all the gallium consumed in the United States is used to make RF chips and other types of integrated circuits. However, one of the coolest applications of gallium is in light-emitting diodes, or LEDs, which are now used in everything from computer displays to traffic lights to car headlights. 
LEDs are so popular because they're super efficient. They don't heat up. The first visible light LEDs were invented in the early 1960s, when researchers at General Electric discovered the unique properties of diodes made with various gallium alloys. That is, combinations of gallium with arsenic, nitrogen, phosphorus, and other elements. In a diode, electrons move through two layers of semiconductor material, one with a positive charge and the other with a negative charge. As free electrons from the negative side fill holes in the positive side, they emit a photon of light as a byproduct. Scientists have discovered that different gallium alloys emit photons of different visible light frequencies. So gallium arsenide and gallium phosphide produce red, orange, and yellow light, while gallium nitride produces blue light. And not only do LEDs produce light when connected to electricity, but the process can be reversed. The special diodes inside of solar cells are also made of gallium-based semiconductors. They take incoming light and separate it into free electrons and holes, generating voltage that can be saved in a battery as electricity. The aerospace industry has been hot on gallium for decades. All of the high-end solar panels that power satellites and long-range spacecraft are made with gallium arsenide, including the critical solar panels on the Mars Exploration Rovers. At peak performance, the gallium-based solar cells on the Mars rovers could produce 900 watt-hours of energy per Martian day. But wait, there's more. Mindiola said, Medicine is beginning to use gallium, too, for detecting and treating certain types of cancers. Gallium-67 is attracted to cells that replicate faster than normal, which is what happens in a tumor. Gallium-67 is a radioactive isotope of gallium that emits non-toxic gamma rays. Radiologists can scan a patient's whole body for tumors or inflammation from an infection by injecting gallium-67 into their bloodstream. Because gallium-67 binds to clumps of fast-growing cells, those potential trouble spots will then show up on a scan that's sensitive to gamma rays. Gallium nitrate has also shown effectiveness in shrinking and killing certain types of tumors, not just detecting them. Today's episode is based on the article, Gallium Boils at 4,044 Degrees Fahrenheit But Will Also Melt in Your Hand, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Dave Ruse. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. 
And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.